Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the co-host who is as cool as a cucumber, Mozzie. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like I, say, I, said, I feel like we've used that one. I like that. I've I, used, like I definitely use cool, but like I have, I haven't, you know, done cool as a cucumber. We, we, That's... <laughs> as, long, as long as I take it a step up, we're still in the clear. <laughs> oh, man. You know what's great is cucumber water. It really is like it's not something you have very often, but it's always nice. Yeah, I like um, the, the cucumber vodka. Actually, it's kind of like uh huh, a little weird. Like, cause like I think it's Effin vodka has the cucumber vodka. Uh huh. It's pretty. It's I like, like a, it's that. it's a great like if you're making like certain mixed drinks. Yeah, for sure. I've had that before. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like that in club soda is pretty nice. Yeah, it's nice and re- it's nice and refreshing. For sure, it feels more refreshing than regular water somehow. <laughs> Cucumber water. I thought for a second I think meant cucumber vodka. I'm like, it's a little, a little <laughs> weird, but <laughs> I don't float your boat. But before we get into our uh, previews, we can talk about uh, our Thursday night game that tilted me into oblivion. Um, so I forgot that I'd seen that uh, Greg Olson, who I'm going to call him just to differentiate him, differentiate him from the now Seahawks tight end. Um, he wasn't okay. around for this game because of co. I don't know if he tested positive or was a close contact with someone, but because of COVID protocols, uh, he wasn't there to call plays. So it was, I think they just said like distributed amongst the rest of the staff, which it was obvious they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> oh man. They called so many third and short runs. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what are they going to realize <laughs> that the Chargers are overplaying this so hard? They just did it over and over. Luckily, like they kept converting on fourth, but it was so dumb. Yeah, I mean, they Jacobs ended up with 26 carries, but only, what, like 76 yards? Yeah, because, like, five of them got stopped, like, before right. the scrimmage. <laughs> like, if you take away all of those bad third down calls, he has 20 rushes for 70, which is a lot better. Mm-hmm. But and so, or Honestly, 20 rushes for the same amount of yards, maybe even more. He probably yeah. lost yardage on those. Honestly, like, he might have. It's really <laughs> bad, but... The uh, the main storyline from this game was Mariota coming in and looking really good. Um, yeah, because he had a pick, fun. but I think that was more Zay Jones' fault, honestly. Watching that, so <laughs> Mariota was really good. Um, and I mean, I know, as far as backups go, yeah, I mean he's one of the better backups. Yeah, one, yeah. And I I know when this signing happened, I was like, my opinions are mixed on it because like the way they structured it was they wanted him to take over for Carr, sort of. But he like is Derek Carr more or less. <laughs> but they'll run him because like it's not like Derek Carr can't run. They just don't design runs for him because he's you know the franchise quarterback. And so Mariota, they're actually designing runs. And so like Mariota runs well on designed runs, but not on broken Scramble. down plays. Yeah, and he looked a little better with the last side. He was escaping the pocket, but he wasn't really getting like big gains off of um, like chunk plays off of broken down plays. His like big rushes were. Like obviously design ones, but he looked really solid. He looks like he looked like he had kind of gotten his confidence back. And there was like a little uh, clip from an interview after the game. He was talking. He pretty much talked about that and like how the Oakland staff kind of helped him get his head back on right. And you know, all through Twitter, you saw like all the for like, all the Titans players like really happy for Mariota. So I mean, I'm happy for him. Like even like even though we lost, like I'm happy he got a chance and played well. Yeah, I mean, when Carr pulled up, that was immediately like, well, he's done for the game. Yeah, he was just like, he was in between like running and like continuing to roll out, and all of a sudden you just see him like tweak his he groin. Just, yeah. Yep. You could, yep. It was rough. I was like, oh fast. no, oh no. 
What? But yeah, the Raiders had a chance still as a thing because like Renfro got knocked out on a dirty hit that they didn't fucking flag. Oh was, yeah, they didn't. That was so that. dumb. Literally the same exact thing happened to Herbert. When obviously they were gonna call because it it's on offense, it's the quarterback, whatever. And like the same exact thing happened to Herbert that happened to Renfro. I was like, really? You're not gonna call that? You're like earlier when you call this now, but. I think the fact that you can't retroactively throw flags on helmet to helmet hits is still like a really big problem. Yeah, because. They have it for <clears throat> intentional grounding, right? Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. if they want to convince people that they're trying to make the league safer, like you got to be able to do that, man. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, it was it was, re- it was egregious. It was so bad. I was like, how is that not a flag? He and, popped him right in the face. Yeah, and he was concussing out for the game, so it was clearly like bad. Yeah, but he used his face to tackle his face. <laughs> face to face. Face-to-face. Face. They FaceTimed it, not the good way. But, <laughs> um, Herbert balled out even without much Keenan Allen and Michael Williams, which I would guess I was wrong. They did have Keenan Allen in and not very active, but they didn't really need him. Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson and Hunter Henry kind of did what they needed. Yeah, it's kind of funny. They Those were kind of the two guys. We Those were the ones we mentioned, yeah. too. Because... When you first brought it up, I was like, didn't he target Guyton a lot when these guys were out? And we were like, yeah. And then he's, lately it's been Tyron Johnson. Yeah, and they both did well. Tutty, yeah. Yeah, Guyton <laughs> had four for 91, and Tyron had uh, three for 61 in a touch. So I'm like, well, yep, both, both are fine. But yeah, on the, on the Raiders side, Mariota got 88 rushing yards, and his main guy was also Waller. So if you have Waller, <laughs> preserved his value. And so yeah, next week against the Dolphins, I'm like, huh, because Carr, I assume, is going to be out for probably the rest of the regular season and i guess they, they probably won't make the playoffs at this rate but yeah i mean he's, yeah, I mean, he's definitely still a chance right there is still a chance but it's gonna be real real hard Lose, losing that divisional game and then like because they, they need a lot of help to to get in now they needed yeah. help already but <laughs> it's very unlikely now i was man i was getting so tough with the play calling i don't know who was calling the plays with olson out but man because I was, like, shitting on him, and I remember, like, oh, he's not there. Someone's fucking up. I mean, so if the Raiders finish 9-7 and seven and uh, don't make the playoffs, they're basically perfectly in line with, like, the three-year rebuild. Yeah, with I guess. Yeah. Sort of year four being the, all right, now we are expecting to be in the playoffs and a yeah. contender. I'm really curious how the offseason goes with them, because if Mariota like starts the rest of the games this year and plays well it's gonna fuck everything up yeah i know the whole car thing is you really just get the you know feeling that they 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 like car but they don't love car they would be happy to be able to move on from him yes they would love to have a better option thrown into their lap and that might be Mariota. who knows yeah so hope they draft someone but (laughs) We'll see. There are a number of quarterbacks coming out. Oh, yeah. A lot, lot sure. of good quarterback play coming out. So, Oof, But next up, we'll uh, get into our previews. We've got a couple of games today. So we've got Buffalo at Denver to start and Carolina at Green Bay after. So we'll start with Buffalo at Denver, like a 430 game, I think. Is that what it is? I thought it was at like, man, maybe it is 430 and what, like? Yeah, 430 and then 815. 815. Yeah. Okay. Because next week there's three Saturday night games because there's no Thursday games. They've got a Friday one for Christmas. It's going to be Vikings Saints, and then they've got three Saturday <laughs> games next week. Ooh. So, got to get Say them Falcons Saints? 
Do what? Uh, Vikings Saints. Oh, Vikings Saints. All yeah. right. Which that's always a good matchup. That's like a fun one with a lot of intense games <laughs> recently. <laughs> but uh, so Buffalo Denver, um, starting here. How do you see this game playing out? Um. Okay, I think it kind of like screams trap game to me. I'm not gonna lie. It's in Denver. Denver is getting much healthier. They've got pretty much all of their line back, and Buffalo just had a super impressive win over one of the best teams in the league. This is like when I expect them to come in and like shit the bed for half a game, and then get their shit together. I think Buffalo still wins. I'm still picking Buffalo. Um, but there are just, I mean, there's a few concerns I have. The main one being is I don't think the Bills are getting a whole lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks. They I mean, they were able to against the Steelers for pretty much the first time all year, but the Steelers' offensive line is pretty beat up right now. Mm-hmm. And that, that might be an understatement. Yeah, they um, were down to like their only five active linemen by the end of that game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, whereas, you know, we've got Mike Munchak and the Denver Broncos offensive line. Like if they can keep Locke from being pressured, like at all, then we've seen what happens. Locke is pretty good when there's no one in his face. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like the matchup to me in Denver, like this is a dangerous game that they need to be very careful about. I think having Sean McDermott and who I think is probably one of the coaches of the year and mm-hmm. should be and has been for a long time. Like, and the fact that the that Denver's defense doesn't have any cornerbacks is the reason I can still pick the Bills. Um, but this yeah. would normally this would a lot of times scream trap game to me. That the the biggest difference there is uh, the Broncos are without AJ Bouye suspended and Bryce Callahan. Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's the big issue here for me. Stefan Diggs week. Yeah, Diggs Diggs should just eat his defense alive. Like we saw him in the second half, like go ham on the Steelers defense, which down Joe Hayden, but still a lot better secondary than what we're seeing here with Denver. So like Diggs, I, I know we didn't even type it because I think it was implied, but I'll just type it for you know consistency's sake. But Diggs should go off, and with John Brown out, I could see Gabriel Davis having a good game as well. Yes, sir. Throwing Beasley, why not? Yeah, Beasley's well, getting a lot of work lately. Um. Anyone from Denver that you would like? Uh, mean, Noah Fant. There we go. Yeah, that's like he is the main one. Um, he got sick last week. Um, re- I, yeah, just really got really sick, I guess, early in the game. It, last, it but... sounded like he had food poisoning yeah, from what oh, I read. Yeah, that shit sucks. So, that shit sucks. Yeah, <clears throat> and so assuming he's fine, um, great matchup. Yeah, he fully participated uh, yesterday, or on Thursday, actually, I should say, and he's on the injury report, so... Like, he should be fine. Like, because Locke looks to his tight ends. For and sure. He doesn't look to Judy. So. <laughs> and if, you know, the Bills are getting any semblance of pass rush, like, it makes sense to find your tight end there. Yeah. And, like, Buffalo kind of has been a tight end funnel somewhat this year, anyway. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. check on the exacts, but they are allowing the second most yards to tight ends per game this year. There we go. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I think the what's concerning me about the Bills defense this game is that like they have Tredavious White, which is good, and they have Micah Hyde, which is good, but like Denver has there there's a path to Denver winning that makes sense. Like because the, they, yeah, they, they want to run a lot of wide receivers that are yeah. good. Well, that and like 
I was gonna say like if they get the run game going, like this, that's the way to beat the Bills. The only problem is like Gordon and yeah. are both sort of banged up, and that's why I didn't feel like super great about it. I looked into it last night, and they said both are expected to play, but Lindsey hasn't looked right. Yeah, like I could see Lindsey like in game aggravation. I think Melvin Gordon will be fine. Like earlier in the week, there was some stuff that came out and said that like made it sound like this is more like maintenance than like actual injury. But I think I think Lindsey has like actual injury issue. Uh huh. But yeah, like I said, Buffalo. Like even even if it is like a trap to start and Denver gets out to like a lead, I think Buffalo is good enough to come back and win. I agree. I think I think the Bills are good enough to survive the trap game. And Denver is a tough trap game. I think they're they're one of the toughest. Yeah, I mean they games. almost beat the um, the Chiefs, and this is in Denver too. Like going to Denver, we've talked about is always like trap potential. It's like going to the Bermuda Triangle. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> no one knows. Why is there a mountain here? You're in it's, like, it's like a caption. Find the mountains in the hills. <laughs> Why is funny. the air here so weird? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, still picking Denver. We're still going with Denver. Or you mean uh, to, to Buffalo? Lose. I definitely lose. Yeah, there you go. It's like bringing it around. But, uh... <laughs> still going with Denver to lose. Yeah, but... but, yeah, it's got some trap game potential, so I'd keep an eye on it. It's probably not a game I would bet on. No, for sure not, me either. But next up, we've got Denver's opponent of last week, Carolina, going to Green Bay to take on the Packers. And I, we both have Green Bay, I think, probably convincingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to pull up the spread for this game, but I think it's, like, one of the highest spreads on the week, aside from, like, the two, like, good teams versus shit team games. Yeah, I'm much less optimistic about the uh, the goodness quote of this game yeah, just so, because no pass rush from the Panthers means Rodgers just gets to chill yeah to chill all day in the pocket with a really good O-line <laughs> there's a lot of big spreads this week this is only the like f- let me see this is now down to the fifth highest actually woof because the Tennessee's gone ahead of Detroit with like Stafford potentially not being in obviously Rams and the Baltimore and the Steelers so, so like Eight and a half points is only the fifth high spread right now. Wow. Which is bonkers. But yeah, I mean, a 10 point, I think it could even be more. To be uh-huh. like, I, I mean, Rodgers throws five, you know, four or five touchdowns today. Are you surprised? No. Like the, the Green Bay trio, like of the Aaron's <laughs> and Devontae. Uh-huh. Like, that's the easy part, I think. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows the Green Bay side. I, I guess with MVS and Lazard, it's been more MVS lately, but they're both pretty risky. I would hate gambling on that on yeah. any week. I don't if like you're to. in the playoffs and you're starting one of those, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Which, t- as we found out last week, Tanyan's like the tight end four on the year, so maybe he's okay. But That was, like, shocking. I know. It's just how bad it's been. <laughs> I'm still shocked from that. <laughs> Wait, he's the tight end yeah. four? You open up your bag of Funyuns and you find a Tanyan. And you find a Tanyan. That's the prize <laughs> at the bottom. It's when uh, every ring is stuck to each other. <laughs> you got like a mega Tunyon. chip, yeah. Tunyon is Which, are, are Funyuns chips? Ooh. Or are they like snack crisps? I think we've talked about I know we've I had think, this. Yeah, we've talked about I think that. when the uh, Tunyon discussion came up and we said Funyuns, I'm pretty sure we talked about this exact thing. I Yeah, because I mean... <laughs> We call them chips. In the UK, they call them crisps. Mm. If they, if you were in the UK, I think you'd be okay calling them a crisp. But they're not p- really potato. Yeah, no. they're more like a snack crisp. Yeah. Yeah, because well, not chip. I think chip applies to potato chip. That's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, 
Because, like, I know people do, like, banana chips, I guess, and, like, plantain chips, but that's, like, really small slices. And, like, I guess it's a matter of, like, does frying a fruit or vegetable make it a chip? It's kind of... But and then, like, fungians aren't actually onions. So, like, I think that's and that settles our issue here. Yeah, true. There it is. Yeah, and that, it has to start as an actual yep. food item. And that it does not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we have Are they just, like, onion powder, basically? And I don't fried. know... I mean, what even is in a Funyun shit, man? <laughs> I want to say it's just fried dough with onion powder and garlic powder. And that sounds right. Like, I still like them, but... Oh, me too. They kind of just have a very unique and satisfying taste. Yeah. So, our enriched cornmeal makes sense. Um, there it is. Yeah. Vegetable oil, salt, um, and, and some flavoring. Onion powder's in there. Well, like that's that's in the less than two percent of column. Like it's mostly just like a corn, corn. crisp. Yeah. So well, I get okay. So Doritos are like I think of those as chips, but those definitely fall under like the corn-based crisp snack. Yeah, I mean tortilla chip. That is true. Oh, that I guess that gives it like because like corn like I guess counts as the base for it. Mm. But this says cornmeal though. Because, like, Doritos actually just say corn. So I think that's the difference, right? Like, if it's corn or corn meal, you start with. No, I'll have to ask the corn elder himself <laughs> after his game today. Yeah, interview him on the sideline. <clears throat> hey, so Green Bay torched you, but, like, does corn <laughs> count for vegetable and chip? <laughs> like, we got to ask the corn elder <laughs> this. Are Funyuns chips? <laughs> but anyway, so back to the game of football. Um, Carolina side, who do you like? Because uh, it sounds like we'll have DJ Moore back. Um, or wait, he was back. Uh, yeah, I, I think Curtis Samuel will be in too. He was the main question mark with the hammy issue all week, but it sounds like he'll be active. I mean, I was about to say Curtis Samuel, but the fact that he's coming off of a hamstring injury. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Mike Davis is probably the guy I like the most. Yeah, I agree. Like, I would probably put him as a banger just because he gets all the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, even when they're down, he gets yeah. volume because he's your pass catching, you know, screen back. <clears throat> yeah, well, and like, I the uh, between like Robbie and Moore, like, I, there's a, I mean, I guess there's still a chance Curtis Samuel doesn't doesn't play, but um, they, they all move around enough that no one's gonna get stuck on Jair, Jair. Alexander. Yeah, so none of them will be locked up, which helps because like you know, I've, if you've got any of them in season long, I think you can feel okay playing them just because they'll need to pass a lot to keep up. Yeah, I mean, with if Robbie's not getting shadowed, then he's probably okay. Yeah. The the you know the Panthers' offense just isn't super dynamic. Yeah, no, like, I'm looking at it like Robbie because Curtis plays like a fair amount in the slot, but like Robbie and uh, DJ Moore like move around so much they don't like really have any specific spot. Mm-hmm. So it helps them a little bit, but this this should be Green Bay <clears throat> all the way. Yeah, Green Bay all the way. Mm-hmm. Next up, we go to uh, another bay. Well, I guess, I guess you know, we're not going to there because it's in Atlanta. But Tampa Bay uh, is going to Atlanta to probably whoop on the Falcons. Probably, yeah. I would love to see Atlanta win. I think that might bring me, like, just a really sick sense of joy. Oh, but... I would love it, but without Julio. I... No Julio and the, the, the Falcons... The Falcons are like all of us in quarantine. They're just ha- they're in the middle of this <laughs> crisis. They're trying to figure out what's going on and who they are. And 
mm-hmm. you know, the, the good thing is usually at the end of that, you, you get it all figured out and it all works out. Okay. Um, it's, we're, they just got to get through that right now. But yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to love. Did you see that if they lose, they'll officially be 28 and 34 since their loss in the Super Bowl? <sighs> That's uh, sad. That please, hurts. Please, Falcons, don't get there. If they win, if Brady, they if Brady get sends that. to that, that's the sad part. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It makes makes me hurt. Um, yeah, I really don't want that. <laughs> so yeah, root, rooting for the Falcons for this crazy upset. It's in Atlanta at least, and you know, the Buccaneers can just kind of pumpkin some days, but it's uh, it's it's a tough matchup. And Tampa's trying to make the playoffs and do all those things. Yeah, but um. Aside from Julio, as you said, the main other injuries, Rojo, uh, he's on the COVID list now, I'm pretty sure. And then he also had that finger issue. So uh, Fournette is presumably the starter, even though he was a healthy scratch last week. I think they came out and said that the reasoning was like Fournette's kind of like the other bell cow. They didn't feel like they really like needed him for that game. So I guess it's Fournette. But in my opinion, this is just going to be Brady passing a bunch because Atlanta's run these in pretty solid and Fournette's not like he's fine, but he's, I mean, we, I think it's been clear Rojo is better. And so they, they don't really need to try to run a bunch. They can just win by passing. So I think that's what they're going to probably do. Probably. I mean, they've been trying to force the passing game all year when the run game's been what's better for them. Yeah. This might oh. be their get right attempt. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Fournette is probably a fine, like, flex option. He's oh, yeah, probably for sure. not a huge banger for me. Mm-hmm. I'd rely more on your uh, on your receivers for Tampa this week. Yeah. Do you have a preference on any of them, or do you think they'll all be fine? Or what's your what's your take there? I think I like Godwin. Um, Evans is Evans just like turn it up for divisional games. He do, do so. Well I was looking Falcons. at their game logs versus Atlanta, and I know they haven't been any this year with Brady, but they both wreck. <laughs> they both all on Atlanta. <laughs> so Mike Evans has a longer history of it, but uh godwin has like seriously wrecked them like in his stint as like a full-time player i I gotta find it but it's been it's been so bad i just think yeah i like godwin better here myself evans i think evans has just been kind of a disappointment yeah he's not had a bad year i mean i guess he has has he's been like a little hurt but um i mean the yards hasn't been there oh yeah so godwin's last two games um against Atlanta, which it's been, it's, you know, long spans of take it for what it's worth, but it's just kind of funny. It's the 184 and two and then 114 and two. Yikes. But Mike Evans has a pretty long track record of doing quite well against Atlanta. Like he, his worst game he's had in a, in since 2016 has been 50 yards. That's his worst. And he's had plenty of blow up games, like multi touchdowns and stuff. So, Damn. Yeah, I mean, they both could easily get tutties. Yeah. They probably should. Yeah, like I think I think Brady is a very solid player this week, and then you could. It's hard to go wrong with either of those guys. He's just like not been on the same page with AB, which is kind of weird, even though they live together, you know. But yeah, <laughs> he's cursed. <laughs> he's cursed. They cursed their own season. Are they going to finish eleven and five? Because that was probably my favorite number pick for them of the year, and I want to let me check really quickly. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're at eight and five right now. Um, oh, I'm checking that on Atlanta. Is there anyone aside from Calvin Ridley you're into or no? Because they they have two uh, they have two Falcons games in the line, so they should win. Uh, yeah, they should be eleven and five. Lol. Mm-hmm. 
Everyone was picking him more. I was like 11 and five sticking with that. Um, no, I really, not really. It's, it's hard for me to take anyone on Atlanta. Yeah. I've, uh, in one of my leagues, I just, I dropped, uh, Hayden Hurst just to send a message to my team that poor performance <laughs> will get you, will get you cut. So, <laughs> But, oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of poor performance, next up we've got San Fran at Dallas. Boom. We both have San Fran. Um, their run game should ball out. It sounds like Raheem Mostert will play, which makes him and Jeff Wilson kind of iffy starts this week. But the, the run game as a whole, I expect to do well. And Ayuk's kind of one of the only receivers left, so I think he'll be fine. But if I'm playing Dallas guys, I'm more on the pass game than the run game. And I have Zeke as a match. Absolutely. So... This is the first time. I, this is one of the first times I think I said mash Zeke, but he didn't practice uh, yesterday, which is Friday. Um, Ooh, he hasn't practiced all week with the cash issue, and they've made it sound like it's worse this week than mm-hmm. it was last week. So, like, if Pollard does end up being like the only guy, I would definitely consider him just because he'd be the only guy. But if Zeke plays, like, I'm not playing him just because it'll be a split. He hasn't been affected. The team's bad. So, uh, totally agree. If Pollard is the only guy, I don't think he blows up, but he they use him in good ways. Like, they yeah, he's really for... dynamic. They like him. So. Yeah. Um, I personally like Ayuk a lot. For yeah, San Fran, a hundred percent. Yeah, he... Ayuk got just the good matchup, especially and... with no Debo. Yep. No Debo, so less wide receivers. The like the Niners' offense is just fractured, but oh. you know Dallas's defense is also fractured. So it'll be hard for Mullins to like fuck up enough <laughs> to warrant uh-huh. like the Cowboys making this super competitive. Yeah. It sounds like they're sticking with Mullins this week still. Because yeah. I know they like talked about maybe putting Beth in him. I think they'll go with Mullins, and the, the run game should just carry them. But this is a game that. Aside from my uke, as if, if Mostert's out for some reason, I like Bolson a lot, but I think he's going to play, so it's kind of a tough choice. But I think it's Ayuk from this game, and that's it for me. Yeah, pretty much. I I mean, I guess Amari Cooper if you need him, but like the the, the Dallas pass game has been so unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, so San Fran has two older veteran, like good but not amazing corners. And Dallas has three pretty good wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But what concerns me is that these are these are pretty veteran corners. I think that they can just play off of Dalton. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, I, I'm on board. You know, like they can kind of stick to their sides and just kind of wait and watch Dalton. And they don't have to worry about trying to cover all three. And instead, they can just cover the one. Mm-hmm. That being Dalton. So... I, I'm not super high on the Cowboys this week. I, there's not a whole lot of love from them. I probably like uh, – I, I don't like their wide receivers or their run game very much. No, yeah, same boat, same boat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, give me Ayuk and I don't know, I think a little uh, tight end action maybe <laughs> from, uh, the, from, from the Niners. Yeah, would it be Jordan Reed then, I guess? Probably Jordan Reed, yeah. Which he's been pretty good at times, like when he's yeah, been so. uh, He's been fine. Mm-hmm. But, he uh, was so talented, man. What a yeah, career he just had. concussions and hamstrings and shit. <sighs> My body. <laughs> My body's telling me no. 
So next up, we've got Detroit at Tennessee. We both have Tennessee, um, especially if Stafford doesn't go. It sounds like he might. It's been. I he, think he's gonna play. Yeah, he's he's gotten in some limited practice, and he's traveling. So, <laughs> uh, my take on this is: uh, don't be surprised if Stafford defies all logic and ends up playing. He's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and all that's really going to do is force Tennessee to keep their foot on the gas. So if you're playing against any Titans-related players this week, good luck, because yeah. I think A.J. Brown might be the wide receiver one. Yeah, Derek Henry, A.J. Brown, like they make a ton of sense this week. Yeah. I think even Corey Davis could have a bounce back. But the 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 main two, I think, are always smash plays in games where the Titans have good implied totals. If they do this week, I think they might be the highest implied total on the week, actually. Let me take a look. But I, know, I think they're around 30. I think if Stafford plays, this is a quote-unquote respectable loss, as in they only lose by like 7 to 10. If he's not playing, this is a boat race, mm-hmm. um, like clearly. Yeah. Um, but the problem with Detroit, uh, if I could name just one, would be their defense. <laughs> <laughs> their defensive roster is shot right now. They have no Okuda, who wasn't good anyway on the year. They have no Desmond Trufant, who was their best corner. They don't have Daryl Roberts, who was their backup decent corner. <laughs> So they've got Justin Coleman with uh, what looks to be maybe Mike Ford. I don't know. God. AJ <laughs> Brown, dude. I yeah. I think Henry does absolutely Henry things, but yeah. uh, I'm on AJ Brown having another like knockout performance yeah. against these bad secondaries. He's just been dominating them. So yeah. The picking the Lions side is a lot tougher because we don't know if Stafford's playing. Um, if he's not playing, do not take anyone on Detroit at all. <laughs> I would, I would, I would maybe still be into Hawkinson regardless. I, if you're in PPR, probably like he'll get force-fed targets. But if you're in standard, I still wouldn't. Yeah. What about what about Swift's outlook? Does his how much does his change? I mean, if we're talking, who like who's the isn't it Chase Daniel? Yeah, who's like not you know special, but he's not like trash. He is better than David Blau. I was kind of thinking in David Blau. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's Blau. he's not a trash backup. He's not obviously you know you, you want Stafford in there, but we're also not we also don't have the center. Oh yeah, because he's got a fractured throat. <laughs> what the so fuck? Painful. I know, dude. Holy shit! Because like he can barely talk. I, like, I assume he's not going to play just because like as a center, you need to be able to talk. <laughs> right. No center. No Galladay, and no right tackle. I know. Oh. It's it's going to be tough regardless of if Stafford is there or not. So yeah, that's why. Like with no center, if Stafford's out, it's hard for me even to say Swift. Even though like we are talking about the Titans. Yeah. Team. Which is yeah, their, their defense overall is pretty bad, and like I think Chase Daniel might be okay enough to like. Is he better than Mike Glennon? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the line, yeah. Because like they they made Mike Glennon a pumpkin, but who I'm trying to remember who like had a good game against them that was bad. I thought someone did, maybe I'm not sure. I mean, Minshew came in. But he, I mean, he's not like bad per se. Yeah, he does. He's I mean, you know Baker wrecked him. So Baker Baker had a great game against them, so that kind of gives you enough there. <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of off Detroit without without Stafford. If Stafford's there, you know, I I'm fine with Swift and and Jones. I I'm I'm not in, I'm not into Jones if Stafford's there. I'm worried that the ribs like could prevent him from like 
getting enough torque on it to throw a good deep ball. I mean that, but I mean that's true. But there's nothing in the Titans' defense. That's like, true. That's, it, yeah. They put people out there, but they're actually just they're stick figures with uh, cardboard cutout stuff. <laughs> like, good point. Like I mean, they have Kevin Byard, but their corners are really mediocre, and they get absolutely no pass rush. Yeah, I'm taking a look at how they've been against tight ends, but yeah. not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for me, like uh, Hawkins is the one I trust most on Detroit now, but so ideally you're not relying on Detroit too much. Though. Yeah. But next up we've got Houston at Indy Uh quick, quick rematch. It sounds like a lot of Brandon cooks back. Uh, David Johnson should be back around and uh, yeah, we're still picking the Colts. Um, yeah. This one's in Indy. Houston almost pulled it out a couple of weeks ago, except, you know, the bad snap. <laughs> but Yeah, the bad snap. But I I think Kiki and T.Y. should have good. Like, T.Y. has been on a tear. They've been finding better ways to get in the ball, and it's Houston. It's Houston. Yeah, yeah I like T.Y. again. I, I really like Jonathan Taylor, too. Yeah, they, he's been on a tear the last couple of weeks, and... He, I think he's going to finish as a 1,000-yard rusher, which is kind of hilarious for how much shit he got earlier in the year. I mean, yeah, he was getting tons of shit because he wasn't, like, the RB5 ever. Yeah. But, you know, he was doing pretty good receiving work and was still getting decent yardage. Yeah, he, he dawned on the Raiders. He had, like, 62-yard run, which was just that, – that was man mode. That was what, like, everyone wanted to see from him the whole year, and he did it. So, About time. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, that was great to see. Glad mm-hmm. he got his – you know, his feet wet, sea legs under him. Mm-hmm. And so he, he should have a good game against Houston. Let me see how he did the previous week against Houston because you do have that data. Yeah, he got 13 carries for 91 yards still against them last time. And then three for 44 and a touchdown. Like, because he, like, he gets receiving work too still. So I think he should be good regardless. And uh, Phil, by extension, I think he's a fine stream. And uh, with Watson, as long as Cooks is there, he's a fine play too. Like, yeah. As long as he has enough to work with, right? Like He needs someone. Like, mm-hmm. for the love of God, give him something. Um, don't play Jordan Akins. <laughs> he sucks. I know I know the sun was in his eyes last week, but he's just not that good. <laughs> <laughs> At least not yet. Like Titan takes a while, but he is not ready. So No, yeah, and they still kinda use Fells. Like they don't they use both. Yeah, I can check on the snaps, but so don't don't subject yourself to like relying on Aikens. It's not fun, trust me. Mm. It's a bad time because you watch him just drop a wide open touchdown. And you're like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> yeah, Fells like Fells out snapped him last week. They like pretty much more they more or less split snaps. Dang. So yeah, but yeah, this should, I mean, this should be high scoring. I feel like as long as it should be decently back. decently high scoring. Mm. Both taking Indy though, just like Indy's just kind of a better team all around. Super are, (laughs) and they need to win. Like they are not guaranteed a spot yet, just like their record. Yeah, the the Raiders losing helped them a lot, but true. They still got to fend off Miami, and I guess Miami and the. Uh, the Ravens. Yeah, and... they're, they're competing with Tennessee too, I guess, for the division. But now with yeah. the Raiders losing the second place uh, AFC South team, and then I guess Ravens and Browns, right? Yeah. yeah oh, so Dolphins are still those. in there. Yeah. Yeah, you've got both of those AFC North teams and the Dolphins. So still, still trying there. Yeah, there's, there's still a team that's going to get ripped off. It's just a matter of who it is. Yep. 
Because right now Baltimore's out of it, but I think we kind of both agree Baltimore will overtake Miami there. Uh huh. So that's my expectation. Unless Tennessee fumble, flum, flubs, flumbles, whatever we're gonna say. <laughs> but we'll go on to Miami next. They are hosting the Patriots, um, taking Miami right now. But don't feel great about it. I don't. I, feel I don't. Really gross about I don't it. want any part of this game fantasy wise. By the way, um, I'm all, I'm off of it for fantasy because I think it's low scoring. I mean, it's Belichick Flores. These teams are gonna yep. be in a gross defensive te- chess match all game. Yep. Um, if Parker and or Gusecki play, they're banged up. Although I feel okay about Parker, but I don't expect a healthy Gusecki. Um, Joaquin Grant, I think, will be out. Um, I'm not sure what their running back status is for like Gaskin and them because he was on the COVID list. I don't know if he'll be back or not. I think, I think Salvin Ahmed's going to be back and Freed will be back. But. Mm. Well, that might help, actually, having Salvin Ahmed back. Yeah, just having some running backs, yeah. Yeah, like the... I might take New England. They're they're I, so built to do this. I think, like they're so they're like de- designed in a lab to beat the Dolphins. Yeah, they're, the, the Dolphins don't stop the run well, and that's the only thing New England can do. Yep, they have a great secondary. Oh shit! But, um, since we started, Damian Harris got ruled out. By the way, oh no! That okay. kind, I was about to say. I knew he was questionable. That kind of ruins it for me. Yeah, just because I don't want to rely on Sonny Michelle. <laughs> yeah so i mean so, week one the patriots won uh it was like 21 to 11 or something mm, like yeah, that or, close and gross close and gross and, uh, uh, but they also had fits in that game and fits had three interceptions yeah, i fits. think the biggest difference is that tua doesn't really make those kind of errors yeah he's the, a lot more consistent the dolphins are a really low turnover team right now so uh, so yeah this is i think a like a field goal fest kind of pick them. Yeah. Oh, field I already say field like, goal pick them or field goal fest. Cause I think both apply. Like a field goal pick them. <laughs> like whoever wins, it's going to be really close and gross. And oh, there's no, going to be got, a lot of field position. I've got some terrible news. Dante Moncrief was ruled out. <laughs> oh, he's apparently, he's oh. apparently on the Patriots. I just realized. Yep. <sighs> but yeah, no, no Damian Harris. So like Sonny Michelle, I guess is like in play grossly. Mm. So I need to like go make sure I, Oh, I forgot. I didn't realize so long still had him in our league. I was going to go make sure J. Watt didn't add him. But, huh, well, mm. Sonny Michelle, man. What we up? have Miami for now. Yeah. That helps That helps the Miami. Yeah, no Damon Harris. Just because, like, yeah, I have no clue what to expect from Sonny Michelle. I guess, a lot, I guess we can maybe say James White should get a lot of touches, right? He but, should. He should get a lot of receptions, too. Yeah, but. It's a decent amount. Pretty gross great game right now on Miami, but. TBD. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Next one is the only one we're split on right now. It's Chicago at Minnesota. I've got Minnesota. You have, I don't know, I might be picking Chicago as here. Which is kind of how I feel. I'm pretty torn on it. Yeah, last, and... last time I picked Chicago against my, not against my will, but like <laughs> <laughs> I picked them because I felt like I had to. It didn't work out well. So the, the biggest, I think, uh, takeaway, at least uh, for the Vikings winning, would be that I don't think the Bears are going to get a whole lot of pressure on Cousins. They, they get, like, no pressure. They, they Right. They're not good at getting pressure. And the Vikings line, for the most part, is pretty much healthy. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, they're with their starting guys they've been using for most of the season. Yeah, I'm going to take a gander um, at them. So that, to me, leans more Vikings 
just because, you know, Cousins, when he's not under pressure, I mean, it's like Drew Locke. When he's not under pressure, he's, you know, a fairly good quarterback. Yeah, and I've been, I don't want to say I've been on the Kirk Cousins train this year, but this has been like his best year. <laughs> it really has. He's been good this year. Yeah, no, he's been he's been good this year. Um, the biggest problem for me in picking Vikings is that when I look at their defensive roster, the only guys I can name are their safeties. I yeah, can't they're, name they're any decimated. of their pass rush, any of their linebackers with Eric Hendricks. Out yeah, that hurts a and lot. Anthony Barr. Um, I I don't know how Mitch doesn't have like another pretty good week. <laughs> I don't like we all don't think Mitch Trubisky's the guy and I don't think that him having a good week is a signal that he's developed by any means but it, it kind of, like the matchup's pretty bad you know like <laughs> a Rob should have a great game right like yeah yeah he should I I'm, I'm all on him for sure this week he's been getting a ton of targets Mitch, Mitch Trubisky like throws to his large targets a Rob, he's been throwing to Cole Komet a lot as well, and uh, some some Jimmy Graham for the touchdowns. Like if you're a giant, Mitch will try to get you the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Since uh, we do, is this gonna be like kind of high scoring? I think this will be a good game. Like <laughs> I think it might be. Yeah, the over under is forty seven. Minnesota favored by three. Like they just have literally the home point advantage, like the home field advantage, like point spread. But like it should be high scoring. The defenses like aren't actually that good. Minnesota is decimated, like you said. Chicago doesn't get a pass rush, like because last time this game ended up pretty low scoring. Um, and I know like it's Mitch instead of Foles. I don't know how much that really matters, but I feel like this like so the the, the first matchup lot. was what week nine. The, the first matchup was a little bit ago. Um, it was with Foles in week. It's been a bit because wasn't it, was it prime time? I think it's nine. Yeah, it was on Monday night. Okay, maybe it wasn't week nine, but. We're both like looking for the scrum. I watched it have been like way more recently or something. That'd be hilarious. But anyway, so yeah, the last game was a, a much grosser game. Like we said, the the Vikings were screwed over by non cousins errors. <laughs> so and like was I can't remember if Justin Jefferson was super involved at that point or not. He had eight receptions for okay. like 140 yards. Yeah, I, I assume I think he and Thielen both had good games. Like that, their game plan was good. Like they they ran it too many times after like it not working oh week, week 10 is when they played was but, it week 10 yeah because it was ran... the ninth game down the dock but i didn't know if they had a buy at that point yeah <laughs> so yeah because um dalvin cook i think they gave him like 30 touches that game but it didn't <laughs> go anywhere he had 30 carries but he had yeah. under 100 yards yeah 96 yards on 30 carries they, they, they sold out to stop the run so as yeah. long as like there's no random Kyle Rudolph fumble up into the air turnover. Like the Vikings should be able to keep the ball moving. I really got to hope they don't have to rely on field goals this week because that screwed them over in the past. But Oh, my God, I know. Yeah, with, with Minnesota's defense so hurt, like I hate it, but like I think David Montgomery is in line for a decent game. I do too. But so I'm having a hard time picking it, man. I think yeah. both teams are kind of gross. <laughs> like This might just come down to like – Minnesota knowing how bad Mitch is and how to fuck with them. <coughs> like, could you, like, 
I could totally see this game coming down to like, okay, Minnesota scores a touchdown with like three minutes left. Mitch gets picked off at the end. That's game. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't like hearing Mitchell Trubisky's name in the media with like tons of praise around it. It's kind of like hearing Taysom Hill's name in the media with tons of praise around it. You're like, don't try to, what are you why, doing? Why? Why? <laughs> we know what he is. Um, Trying to sell yeah, us like, like shit in the really want to. <laughs> really want to pick Chicago. I'm just I'm torn on it. Super torn. Yeah. Whenever whenever it's Chicago and I'm torn, I I'm, I'm just picking against them. <laughs> that's just my that's my tie break. Is it is it is it, is it Chicago like against them, you know? Yeah. But as far as uh, other players in this go, game go, like Justin Jefferson out of Dylan for sure. I think the tight ends on both sides like Cole Komet and maybe Jimmy Graham. Cole Komet's been getting more snaps and targets, but uh, and then Irv Smith with uh, Rudolph out. I think they're all great plays. Yeah, I think I like Irv more. Yeah. I like, I like uh, the Minnesota tight end more than the Yeah, Bears. Chicago struggled a lot against tight ends. So their middle of the field is pretty weak, like past their like <laughs> front. Which the front should be good because they, they can stop the run well, but they've struggled. They're, I mean, it makes sense if they sell out to stop the run again that the tight end should get open. Uh-huh. So... But I think this will be a really good game. Like this is probably one of the better games of the early slate, right? Like, yeah. Weirdly enough, normally I, in like the past decade, this would be a slobber knocker where we're like, this is gross. This is a twelve to nine game of field goals where the Vikings miss four field goals but make three. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the Bears also Cody Parkey double doinks it four times <laughs> somehow in the same game. So yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, I, it's a good game. Yeah, it's, it's a good weird. game. Yeah, I feel like we're jinxing it. But next up, we've got uh, <laughs> Seattle at Washington. We're picking Seattle. Uh, I'm mashing Washington because Dwayne Haskins is the starter. If Alex Smith was starting, would you? Oh, I would have no pick? fucking clue who to pick, dude. I would be really torn, yeah. like fifty fifty. No, because the Seattle line's been terrible. Like the Seattle, like the Washington defensive line's been like playing really well lately like i think it'd be a the matchup would be decent for them up front because uh-huh. it would be like that like they would force for us to pass quote unquote like obviously that's best for seattle but they would definitely get like fantasy points as a defensive unit but i think if they're so far behind it's the same thing earlier i kept trying to pick them to win after like week one and they just kept being so bad because the quarterback play was so bad that yep. i couldn't pick them anymore so I think yeah, that's the case with again. Haskins starting, we can't really logically pick Washington. Yeah, Seattle's defense has been getting better. So is there any, is there anyone on Washington you could consider playing? I think Gibson's probably out. I think that Haskins will hyper target McLaurin. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to translate though. Yeah, that's the only guy I can justify. Maybe Logan Thomas, because like he he was targeting Logan Thomas a lot early in the year. It was just a matter of did it translate. So those yep. two will be the targets, but like will it work? Is the kind of because I'm in like in one of my leagues right now where I have Logan Thomas like as my guy. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I don't want to translate Haskins. So I'm I like, know. I've been looking around for other options. I'm just like. <laughs> I'm like, do I have to trust? Like, I could, like, I'm like, do I play Jordan Reed instead? I'm like, do I go for Austin Hooper? It's like, <laughs> I just don't want to trust Dwayne fucking Haskins. Don't make me trust him. Yeah. Because, like, like, what, like, the thing that came out about him, like, not 
having a good work ethic just made me think like I don't think he's got to come back in and be better all of a sudden later in the year. Like I don't nope. think I assume he didn't fix his work ethic already. I mean, yeah, it would be kind of shocking if he did. Yeah, and even if he did, like I don't think it's gonna make him a bunch better. <laughs> yeah, so, I uh, I think. I had a really hard time picking Washington versus San Fran because to me, they're kind of similar teams. Their secondary is kind of similar. I think they have like older vet corners that are good in coverage, but can definitely get exploited by really explosive dynamic players. So I totally think that uh, DK is going to be just fine. This week. No, yeah, no, DK is going to go nuts. I agree. Yeah. He's all, he's so much bigger than all their corners. Like, there's yep. no way any of them are stopping them. And they've been fine, but they've been really buoyed by the front, like, getting pressure. So For sure. That's, like, their whole defense is that yeah. front seven. Yeah, DK should just go nuts, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we're like, I was like, I'm like, okay, from Seattle side, because, like, it's tough to pick someone. And, like, I don't feel great about Chris Carson because, like, well, actually, I don't feel great. Like, I feel fine because he gets the reception and touchdowns, but... I think right. it's going to be one of those things like, you know, week one where he has 21 yards, but he gets like two receiving touch. Like it's going to be a like touchdown and receiving base day. Yeah. Which has been his year. His highest rushing total this year has been 80 yards. Like I know he's missed time, but like he, he's getting there because of touchdowns and receptions. Whoa. Okay. I just saw that Alex Smith was upgraded to questionable, but then you go on his page and it says he's been ruled out, and it's like, why would you do that? Oh yeah, I think they ruled him out on like Friday, I think. Right, but then, yeah, but this was like, I just like, on <laughs> they change it questionable, and it's like, uh, is that'd be weird. Like... <laughs> yeah, I, I would be surprised, but it'd be nice. Yeah, because yeah, Antonio Gibson's doubtful too. Yeah, so tough, tough to pick him, but I. Seattle's favored by six and a half, but like I, that's gone up, and I think that'll get to like eight by the time the game starts. Yeah, just because of Haskins, everyone's yeah. gonna start mashing it. Yeah, it'll definitely get to at least a touchdown because while it's under a touchdown, like I think a lot of people are gonna mash that touchdown. Yeah, spread so. And another game that's gonna be pretty lopsided probably is Jacksonville at Baltimore. Um, oof. Yeah. Big oof. It's a mismatch on every level. It's like the league's best rushing offense versus the Jaguars' run defense. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna Start be bad. Your Lamar's and your Dobbins. Yeah, I so I in all my leagues where I'm alive, I've got Lamar and Dobbins, and I'm playing Lamar and Dobbins in both. Um, <laughs> which I know sounds like if I'm especially like the ones where I'm a favorite, but like I I played against Darren Waller in two of them. It's like I need to make up points, but I. Usually your quarterback and running back don't correlate, but I think they're fine here because when, like, in, in most of the games that Dobbins has done well, like, pretty much the last couple that he's been the main guy, like, Lamar's also done well just because the, the Ravens just, like, smash. And when the, like, the Ravens smash, like, that's when, like, everyone does well kind of thing. Ravens smash. Yeah. Um, man, that offensive line is going to get so much push. Yeah. Like, they're going to be, like, six yards down the field. Before mm-hmm. anyone comes into contact with their whoever's running it, yeah, I, I think like, Lamar probably houses one. Oh, for sure, like, like I mean, from he, a mile out. Yeah, he's been running a lot more lately. That's like been the big thing for him because, like, he there was a bit early in the year where he wasn't running, but his last two games since he came back off COVID list, he's gotten like ninety four and one twenty four yards rushing. So, and Oof. like I said, I expect this to be. I 
this could be like Dobbins coming out game kind of thing too. Dobbins. Yeah, like I, he is like officially the starter. Finally, finally. Yeah. There, there aren't many guys I would play over Dobbins this week. I, I might sound like a little over the top, and I'm am I a little biased? Yeah, probably. But like, <laughs> like I or if I'm picking Wayne Gallman or Dobbins, like I'm leaning Dobbins or sure. Yeah, I'm, I guess I could go. We could kind of go through and talk about it because like there are some top guys like that are a given that you're playing over him, but like. It, like, I, I have Chris Carson and Dobbins in that league, but they're kind of close for me. Yeah, I mean, I think your only worry with Dobbins is that the game gets so away from them that they just start using Gus Bus. Yeah, that's that's the issue is, like, does Gus steal the touchdowns? That's, that's you know, the big if, issue. Let's say the Ravens get 400 yards on the ground. In the <laughs> I don't think that's a stretch to imagine. Yeah, I think that's totally possible. I would give a hundred of that to Lamar. I'd probably give a hundred twenty-five of that to Gus, and then the rest I'd probably give to Dobbins. Yeah, which well, is even yeah. hundred fifty yards. Yeah, even last week where Gus got like two touchdowns. Let me check the exact stats on like Lamar got one hundred twenty-four and two rushes. Gus got forty-nine yards and two touchdowns. Like Dobbins still got fifty-three yards and a touchdown, and he's all of the those two. Like he's the only one who's going to get you know pass catching work between him and Gus. So. Sure, he's so good at it. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, um, I, I think Mandrews is a good play because, well, one, it's Mandrews, and then two, uh, Hollywood, I think, is out, and Boykin, I'm pretty sure, is out, too. Oof. Yeah, they, they're all on the COVID list, I'm pretty sure. So, like, I guess Sneed's a fine play, too, maybe. But Yeah, maybe Sneed. Yeah. Sneed! Yeah, a lot of the receivers got put on the COVID list this week, so. Dang. You would think it'd be a nice get-right game for, like, Lamar. Just to, you know, take some shots. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really have a secondary. They they don't have a secondary. The Jags, that is. No. Oh, no, they don't at all. Dead. Yeah, if, if Miles Boykin were in, I'd be like, it's just going to be, like, a random Miles Boykin time. Really. Someone, like, is Dez going to have a good game? Like, I guess, is it Willis need time? Like, who knows? Devin Duvernay, maybe? depth chart and it's like marquise brown out his backup miles boykin out they're <laughs> his backup chris moore ir and his backup to anthony thomas out that whole line wow is out yeah it's sneed duvernay and des right i think Pretty much so. yeah i think it's sneed duvernay and des so like mark andrews is gonna get a lot of targets yeah, and i would put more money on sneed i think oh yeah i think both are fine baltimore is a smash but yeah on the Jacksonville side. Is nope. there anyone you're into? Nope. It's gonna be a slog fest. Yeah. I... What about James Robinson? Um. Like, because they they just gave him so many touches. They gave him a lot of touches. I guess. Well, Minch- okay. Here's your question. Minch- you elevates him too. Yeah. Would you play Dobbins or James Robinson? I'd play Dobbins. Yeah. Like the touch the touchdown equity is the tough part. I think it depends on lead type. If you're full PPR. I think Robinson's a lot more reasonable, but if you're not, it's like... The only way I'm taking Robinson over Dobbins is if you're in a point-per-carry league. <laughs> What's their implied total anyway? I'm looking for it. 17 and a half. Yeah, they're pretty down there. Only above the Jets and Bengals. Yeah. That seems about right. I mean, I trust Minshew to make a few magic plays happen. Uh-huh. Um, and I think if... It's going to be anybody. It's likely Robinson, but he's pretty risky to me this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if it weren't the Ravens, this would be a lot. 
there. Picking the running back against a boat race is tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, Robinson has done well even when they've gotten boat races, the thing. So it's, it's kind of like he's the, an exception to the rule just because of Jacksonville's Jacksonville. But they're going to preserve their one win and make Jets fans nervous. So. <laughs> I'm going to look. Yeah, I know. I'm circling that week against the Bears, man. Yeah, I think they can pull it out. But uh, the Jets go to the Rams this week, and all Rams, no Jets. (laughs) Bangers. Rams D, Rams, not Jets. Mash. Jets D, Jets, not Rams. Yeah, I think any, any Rams starter is a good play. I would definitely maybe lean the run game because... Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like, how many points do you think they'll put up, though? Like, I mean, they're implied for, like, 30, I think. Like, they could easily eclipse 40, like. Yeah. And there's nothing on the Jets stopping them. The only yeah. way they don't score is if they trip over their own feet. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't know if Goff is. But, <laughs> um, i Daniel Jones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> but, yeah, like, Akers is in a great spot, like. Woods and Cup should have an easy time beating these corners. Like, I mean, even Higby, like, tight ends have been decimated the Jets. Like, we could have the, like, one of two blow-up Higby games this year. Like, That's kind of why I said the run game, because I think when you play the Jets, you can kind of just do what you use, want. Yeah, you can play, like, whatever scheme you want to run to try to work on. And I think, like, you kind of go back to your fundamentals and just, like, work on a – it's like a walkthrough. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, if they're going to score, like, four touchdowns or maybe even five, but, like, they're projected for four-plus, they got to go somewhere. That's where I'm at with it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, Henderson is still a thing, right? Like, I think it's acres, but I think I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if he gets okay. it at some point, yeah. <clears throat> but Rams, no Jets. Yeah, there's not a whole much more to say about that. Right. At least they'll it's keep sad. their pick. But, At least uh, they'll keep their pick. Yeah. Next up is one of the tougher games I I tried to pick this week. I think we were on the same page. It was Philly at Arizona. It is, right? Yeah, it's tough. Some recent news has helped, but I almost picked Philly here. Yeah. What what was it again? Oh, I forgot what the tidbit was. Oh, Darius Slay, Slay That's right. is out in addition to Avante Maddox, who was already ruled out. Cool. So when I wrote this, I put – um. Slot corner, Roby Coleman is expected to play the outside. Mm. As he's normally in the slot. That's his name he, of Nickel on the cow, but yeah. He's there, you know, he is their slot guy. They're expecting him to have to play outside unless needed in the slot, in which case uh, Kevin Seymour, who I don't, I don't even know, will play Seymour, on Seymour, touchdowns go by him. Right. And now Darius Slay is out too. I mean, there's just nothing that can stop Hopkins and – no, wide receivers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I talked last week about how I think Hertz fixes a lot of key issues with the Eagles offense and they're like quite literally a different offense with him playing, which is great. Mm-hmm. They know they can still win the division. If they finish seven, eight and one and beat Washington that last week of the year, like they can make the playoffs. So they're going to be trying, mm-hmm. but uh, the Cardinals are also not in it yet and they're real they got yeah they're trying more and they're a lot better they're a lot better yeah the the cardinals defense is faster than um saints defense which the saints defense is fairly faster the cardinals defense like is built around side to side movement and speed and Mm -hmm. so that's part of it too 
like why I'm into them. Um, Cause I think they will do a good job. I, I, I guess I can take a look at their like quarterback versus rushing quarterbacks, but I think they can do a good job containing Jalen hurts. And I know like, yeah, he played well against the saints, like first start, but I'm really curious if there's anything that the Arizona defense like takes from that and like can exploit just because it's still young quarterback. So I have some issues to get, you know, like fixed before you can be counted on fully. Like, there's like this could always go sideways. Like I'm not saying it will, but I mean against the Giants who are I mean, obviously Daniel Jones couldn't really move, but I mean they yeah. slammed the Giants. So Yeah, that was my thing is um so the Cardinals are three and zero against the NFC East, which is also a little concerning when you realize that means they're four and six against the rest of the league, mm-hmm. not not the NFC East. That's a little yeah. concerning to me. Yeah, that's kinda um, booing that division a bit, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> But, like, you look at those three NFC East teams they played. It was Washington with Haskins. It was Dallas without Dak. And it was Giants with uh, a hobbled Danny Domes who couldn't run. <laughs> so, like, the having – I mean, Jalen Hurts is the best NFC East quarterback they'll go against, basically, right? I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> like, injured uh, Daniel Jones – um, Andy Dalton being thrown in the lineup and 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 Dwayne Haskins being completely healthy is <laughs> like he's kind of the best quarterback they're going to go against from the NFC East. Yeah. But uh, oh, free safety Mc, McLeod, McLeod, McLeod. I think it's pronounced. I don't know. McLeod for the McLeod, McLeod, whatever. So yeah. Their entire secondary is injured. Yeah. So I'm looking back at it. They've actually faced a lot of running quarterbacks. Arizona has. They faced Cam, Russ twice, Jalen, and Tua. So Tua had an amazing game. Yeah. Um, That's the thing that their their defense as a whole isn't that good. But so Russell will send a good rushing game against them. But they've they've held they held them like mostly in check. Like they they got rushing yards, but they didn't get gashed by anyone besides Russ. Yeah. I mean, I think part of that might be because they have to practice against Kyler. Yeah, I mean, maybe, because, like, I heard the argument, like, someone defended the Saints by saying they had to practice against Taysom Hill so they can defend the run better. I'm like, no. <clears throat> I don't think that matters. A but, lot of teams will sort of move people around to try to create the most realistic matchup of what they'll be going against yeah. that week. And the Cardinals having to practice against Kyler Murray every week. like they like, are, It does help awesome. some. Yeah, like their head is on a swivel for the breakout from the, yeah. from the rush, you know. Yeah, Kyler and Hurts are a lot more similar than Hurts and Taysom. Like, so. oh god, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so, gosh, Taysom like, is Josh Allen that can't throw. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, because yeah, because Hurts Hurts is like elusive in the same vein as Kyler. Like Taysom just looks to like run you over and like shotgun a beer or something. Yeah, kind of trucks over yeah. yeah well does he i don't think he shotgun the beard he's mormon right so oh is mormon, he mormon is he mormon i don't know he went to byu so i just assume so but oh, he probably. may not be honestly probably i don't I, know I mean, who is, goes to byu that isn't mormon i, I was about to ask is, is everyone who goes to byu mormon most are and then probably i mean maybe he's not because football yeah did oh didn't andy reed go to byu or something who didn't didn't andy reed go to byu did he i thought so He's not Mormon. I didn't. I didn't think so. I thought. I thought. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. He went to BYU. Cause I, I knew Jay Watt told us that. Wow. 
Um, so he is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's oh. Kind of so. Position. Quarterback, <laughs> kick returner, utility player. <laughs> Interesting. But, um, oh yeah, when we were talking about it last episode, I forgot to mention one because we were recapping that game. I don't, I don't dislike Taysom Hill. I just hate Sean Payton. I just want to make sure I clarified that. I don't like the Saints front office trying to tell me Taysom Hill's good. Yeah, and I then and then the ownership like may be a bunch of prayers. We're, we're still waiting to see on that. I yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's absolutely possibly a thing. There yeah. is a lot of shady cover up going on with the the Saints and their uh, their connection with the diocese down there in New Orleans that is seems to be rather unsavory but there's nothing concrete so we won't TBD yeah but anyway back to this game um <laughs> so because yeah the Cardinals have faced a lot of rushing quarterbacks who have gotten you know some of the yards but they haven't allowed like a, like really like big plays I said Russ had six for 84 rushing but otherwise they've like kept the rushing quarterbacks mostly they don't like shut them down, but they've not like had absurd averages. Like they're usually averaging like three or four yards, like four. I got four yards of carry is about right. Yeah, five yards of carry. But quarterback rushing has high rushing like averages because of how it's set up. But they yeah. they they have faced a lot of it this year. Yeah, it's uh it's hard to pick. Like like I said, I wanted to pick Philly because this is the kind of game they win. Um, but with their secondary as it is, I. I just can't. Yeah. I, I'm really curious how much they play Isaiah Simmons here, the Cardinals, because I think he could really be like a key factor in them winning this game. For sure. Like, yeah, I mean, he's started to get a lot yeah, more in. Like, he makes so much sense to like spy hurts, right? Like, yep. Yep. I think th- that's what he's there for. I feel like, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> fantasy wise, though, Kyle Hopkins <laughs> makes sense. Uh, Edmonds is questionable. So if he's out. Kenny and Drake makes a ton of sense because he's been getting a lot of goal line work lately. Yeah. Um, Philly side, uh, I do think Jalen Hurts is still a fine fantasy pledge because of how many rushing attempts he'll get. Yeah, I think he is too. I think he keeps the play alive in a way that Wentz doesn't. Correct, yeah. And then um, as far as other options, we saw last week uh, Sanders have a solid game against a really good run D, and I think Arizona run D is definitely not nearly as good, so he should... He should be in your lineup if you were, if you had enough stones to trust him last week. <laughs> I would say I meant to this so I can put it. And then um, pass catching wise for Philly, that's where it's a little tough because like their passing volume was lower. Goddard, Goddard was still the guy he leaned on. So I think, especially the tight end position, Goddard is pretty much the only other guy from Philly I like. Yeah. It was nice to see Jeffrey got a touchdown last week. Oh, he did. I didn't realize one. that. It's funny. Yeah, Hertz comes in and he's alive. Jeffrey suddenly does something. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I can't really trust any of them. Any any oh, particular one of their revolving door of wide receivers could have a decent day. Mm-hmm. But I am not in the business of tracking down which one it is. <laughs> that's I mean, that's like that's a really tall order. It could be Fulgum, it could be Ward, it could be Rigor, it could be Goddard. Like, it's, I would, a, it's I a really Goddard. shitty game of roulette. Yeah, it's a it's Russian roulette, but all you know five of the six are loaded. <laughs> yeah, like you're taking a gross shot of something, <laughs> and if you get it right, you just get to not die. Yeah, or like yeah, Russian roulette. All of them have bullets, but one of them is just to the knee. 
Like, <laughs> there we go. Right. Uh, so I guess Goddard is like the safest. Yeah. Pick. Mm-hmm. But next up, we've got the last of three 4 p.m. games. Uh, and the best one. Yep, for sure. Kansas City at New Orleans. So. I said a couple of days ago I'd be shocked if Breeze plays. Well, color me shocked. Call me Ash Ketchum because I am shocked. So, <laughs> uh, I saw a great meme and it was just Ash sitting in the bathtub with Pikachu going, Pikachu, use Thunderbolt. Oh, yeah. That, that one's been going around lately. <laughs> yeah, like, That was uh, Jets fans. Yeah, there it is. That's the first play. I remember the first play I saw. Yep, it was a Jets. Meme. It was okay. Jets fans, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, this is going to be a great game. Yeah. I, I had a feeling Breeze was going to come back. Earlier in the week, they were basically saying, like, we're expecting the Chiefs to spoil Drew Breeze's homecoming. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of there for that. The, uh, uh, no Michael Thomas. Yeah, that's that's the right on the parade, though. And uh, Drew B, like, his first couple of games without Michael Thomas, he really struggled. And then it got a little better as he got more chemistry than everyone else. But I don't... I was ready to like talk all about the Chiefs like shitting on Taysom Hill, but I I still think they'll handily win this. I don't think this is going to be. <sighs> They're favored by three. I think that's way too little. Uh, without Michael Thomas, that should go up. Yeah, that should widen. Like, cause, I mean, they've got like they've got they've still got Kamara, they've got like Sanders and Cook. Like, they're still fine. They're not bad. Like, they still got a good defense, but like. Mahomes has trashed every defense he's faced. <laughs> like, it was yeah. like, and New Orleans defense is like a good rush defense, but like, and they get pressure, but they're still like not getting us to pass, and Mahomes can get away from pressure. We saw the Dolphins have a decent formula last week, and so if the Saints defense can maybe implement that, because they they could in a sense, but they don't they don't have the corner talent is the problem, and that's like where it goes awry. <laughs> yeah, we figured out how good of a secondary you need to have to to you know kind of stump yeah. Mahomes a bit and it's Xavier Howard and Byron Jones yeah. <laughs> like literally the best secondary in the league probably like, as far as like individual talents goes um, um I thought that this is a really useful game for people like us I, because I we get to see a lot of really important matchups um we get to see how the Chiefs offensive line does against a good D-line yeah that's the biggest thing the D-line. for me is like how the Saints try to bring pressure. Right. Um, we get to see how the Saints secondary does against the best passing game in the league. <laughs> <laughs> we get to see how the Chiefs fare against a strong running attack and strong uh, rushing running back with Kamara. Uh, we get to like see sound effects for each of them. how the Saints can keep up offensively against higher scoring teams. And... We kind of get to see if if any team can keep Mahomes off the field long enough for it to actually matter because of how quickly they can score. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's a few things that I'm looking out for in this game. I'll definitely be doing sort of a deep dive on this. Even without Michael Thomas, like, the trench matchup, I think, is the most important takeaway. Yeah, one in five, your points, uh, like the Chiefs pressure, uh, sorry, the Saints pressure against the Chiefs and then keeping Mahomes off the field, those are the – points that i think the saints have the best chance of implementing because mm-hmm. the other ones i'm like oh they're fucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the Saints secondary is going to get 
Yeah, uh, Schmeckeldorf. Yeah. Well, I guess th- I guess three was the Chiefs. Uh, I guess a strong running attack. That's kind of the same as sort of the same as five, but right. Yeah, like that's how that's what the Saints need to do. But yeah, the he, the Chiefs don't need time of possessions. <laughs> that's where it's tough. I know. Like they don't need it. Is great. Yeah, they're one of those like anomalies. I know. Which it makes it. It's really fun. Like I know we gush about Andrew Reid a lot, but it's just hilarious and fun. So. Um, yeah, it's like who's so who's gonna defend Kelsey or attempt to like is it like he's gonna get stuck on Demario Davis I guess some um, which Demario Davis has been okay but like it's still a mismatch speed wise good but you know a lot of teams have started putting corners on yeah Biden, or like so or like a good safety like that's that's been the way like teams <laughs> like like who was it? like that stopped Gronk with like a Tyron Matthew I don't remember which team he was on but like mm-hmm. that was like oh like put a big strong safety on him. I mean, they have Malcolm Jenkins. He's he's not bad. Yeah, he's thirty two. He's a little older. Yes. He's not like amazing, but he's decent. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like who makes the most sense for them to do like that with. Maybe the fact not. that they don't have Michael Thomas means they might be able to put Lattimore on Kelsey. I mean, you know, like, they might do something like that, that. Maybe makes sense. Like, are they able to do that, or maybe like they said Malcolm Jenkins or like Marcus Williams? I don't know. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. The problem is like. Kelsey's so much bigger than everyone. Like that's the issue. Like it makes it. It's, I don't know. What to, like I don't know what I'm thinking on this. Like front here. Like Demario Davis makes the most sense to defend him, but I feel like you can just like juke him out of his pants. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so like as much as like Kelsey is a mismatch, I really do think like this is obviously he and Reek are always both great players. I think this is more of a Reek week. Reek week. I think he's a huge mismatch for the secondary. Um, even though Marshawn Lattimore is fast, he's been having a down year. Um, then we see like Reek gets a good amount of slot work this year, and he's gonna get uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson in the slot. CJGJ. Yeah, <laughs> CJGJ. BJ. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I don't think they're always gonna stop the passing game, but the rushing game should be you know solid. They've got Breeze back, so that helps Kamara a ton. I think that's the biggest thing from this is Kamara's viability is currently back. Yep. If only uh, Adam had made it one more week. <laughs> Almost there. I mean, Kamara still did well last week. He just yeah. wasn't Kamara. Uh-huh. He could be back to Kamara against the Chiefs here. Yeah. Like, this is this sets up perfectly. Breeze comes back, get a lot of Kamara going. Obviously, they're still going to play Taysom Hill and get some bullshit gadget stuff going. And I... I think I trust the Chiefs to not get fooled by that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think the fact that Kamara probably has a good game means I think, like, it's a relatively close game. Not, like, crazy close, but, you know, if they do have time of possession, the Chiefs don't really need that to win, but it hurts their ability to blow them out. Yeah. If the Saints it, can... <laughs> If the Saints can take care of the ball, like, that's the big thing. They, they do that pretty often. Like, like if they turn the ball over, like, at all, that like, that could be it. Like, they have to not turn it over at all, I think, to win this game. Yeah. Taysom Hill will probably fumble. That, that's, that's literally what I'm thinking. Like, they're, they probably are so happy Breeze is back because Taysom Hill is, like, dimes-esque with his ball security. Dude, it's like, so bad. Dude, yeah, I know. He, like, he runs around. Like, you know how Jalen runs around with the ball just hanging around, but, you know, Josh Allen has, like, massive <laughs> hands and, like, will pull it in eventually. Like, 
And he still fumbles too, though. Like Taysom Hill is like has very bad ball security, and like he doesn't have the pocket awareness yet to like know when to pull it in either. So, yep. <laughs> but yeah, so Kamara and then uh, Jared Cook, I think, is a good stream. Without Michael Thomas, he should get a lot of targets. Um, what about the other Saints <laughs> receivers? I don't. I'm going to say now I don't want to play Traquan Smith because he and Breeze are never on the same page. But I think Emmanuel Sanders is the one who's more in consideration. Um, it's tough. I think I like Jared Cook the most of any of their receiving options because I think the Chiefs do pretty well against wide receivers. Yeah, no, they're Snead and Ward have been playing really well this year, actually, which like yeah. no one expected. But yeah. Um, with that being said, I don't think they have a whole lot of pressure, so I don't think Breeze is under a whole lot of pressure this game. So he should be able to just kind of deliver. Yeah, that'll help. So yeah, I mean, I think Sanders is probably fine. He's probably a PPR machine. Yeah, and then um. Yeah, Kansas City has kind of struggled against tight ends this year. Like, obviously, Gusecki gashed him. Like, Gronk had a good game. Waller had a solid game. Um, two solid games, actually. But they, they do sort of profile sometimes as, like, a tight end. Uh-huh. Well, not fully, but against... Partial funnel. Yeah, they're like a partial funnel. Like, if, if a team's wide receiving core is not good and the corners can, like, actually shut them down, like, they can really be beat by the tight ends. Mm. So... Yeah, and then, but yeah, only three afternoon games. But next up, we've got Cleveland at the Giants. We both have Cleveland, especially given Daniel Jones's unsureness of availability or mobility. So, yeah, I mean, he's still questionable and might um, not even play. Yeah. Oh, while we've been recording, uh, Daniel Jones is not expected to start week 15 as he deals with ankle and hamstring injury, and Colt McCoy is likely to start. So, oof. so yeah, definitely mash. Oof, that, uh, oof. Smash the Cleveland button. They're going to wreck them. Yeah. yeah, they're <laughs> not favored by six and a half game. points. So. Like, I, I think it's a real stinker of a game. Like, yeah. I don't really like the Giants' offense at all, and I don't think Cleveland has to do a whole lot to win. No, yeah, like, Cleveland defense makes a ton of sense this week, of course. Um, as, yeah. as good as the Giants' defense has been, I do, like, Chubb is a banger this week because of the fact that they're going to run the ball, what, 40 times? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, Baker doesn't have to throw more than 10. Yeah, this is going to be what the Browns want, even if the matchup isn't, like, ideal. Like, eventually, if you give Nick Chubb 25 carries, he's going to, like, break your back at some point. <laughs> so, and I don't think that, I, I don't think this is going to be, like, a trap game or anything after, like, the letdown last week, just because <coughs> it's Colt McCoy. I know they beat Seattle, but I think Cleveland is a... I know that I know Russ over Baker, but otherwise Cleveland's a the definitely better team. Definitely, I'm the ba- like the Bakers. The Browns would have to really like come out flat. Yeah, what are the Browns like? Are they have to like, I guess like Baker would have to fuck up a lot to start this game or something. Yeah, I mean if Kitchens was still running the offense, they could come out flat. But the fact that their offense is kind of works around their run game means that uh. He doesn't really have to even come out shining for them to work. Yeah, I'd be really surprised if they fucked this up, which famous last words, but you know. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Sunday night. Should, it, should, it should be a beatdown. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to, I, think, I think Austin Hooper is supposed to be back, which if he is, I think he's an okay play. <clears throat> so, and I think Denzel Ward's supposed to be back too. So, no buy it. Teller, which hurts the run game, but I don't think it's going to be a huge issue yeah the, i don't know how good the interior rushes for the giants the, um, the, the giants interior d is like their super strong point and that's like the that only is. yeah that's like because that was 
one of the big things from the Bucks game I I was like on was like their interior defense is good. Like, and so that's like a little bit of the concern, but I don't think that's going to be enough to thwart the Browns' whole run game. Uh, Bradbury is also out. Oh, he is fucked. <laughs> yeah, like, one of the, like they're probably one of the best corners in the league right now. I actually don't know who their starting corners are because uh, Bradbury's out and both of his backups are out. Shit. Darnay Holmes and Sam Beal. So there's Isaac Yadam. Yadam, I think it's right. Yeah, Isaac Yadam. It's, it's like Yadam, Yadam but Yadam. Yadam. <laughs> yeah, Darnay uh, Holmes. I, Xavier McKinney, I think, is one of them. He's a free safety. Oh, he is so okay. Move him over. Gotcha. I like. I don't know what else they can do. They don't have any other active corners. <laughs> Besides the one Yadam. Which is a fun name to say. So maybe it is a Baker day. I think it's just an overall big team mismatch, right? Like, yeah, 100%. So, oofa doofa. <laughs> and then lastly, we've got another big mismatch. Um, <sighs> Pittsburgh gets Cincy. Why are the primetime games so shit this yeah. week? Yeah, injuries kind of fucked it a little bit. Well, actually, I don't know. The sad, the today's games probably wouldn't be good regardless. But I think the if Daniel Jones were in and Burrow were in, these would be a lot more entertaining. Yeah, especially the Burrow being in. But yeah, especially Burrow. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh pass game. I don't want to play the Pittsburgh run game because of how hurt the O line is and how just not used and how bad it's been. Um, I I know the O line's hurt, but I think the pass game is still do enough against Cincinnati to be fine. But yeah, I don't want to play a Bengal. I'm not doing it. Nope, not a, not a, not one. Nope. It's Brandon, I mean, Brandon Allen, bad O line, and yeah, bad deep. Like this is just Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so okay, That's I do a Monday night banger. Yeah, I do. I do have to ask you. So for this, so this is I guess more of a DFS thing because so you have to play at least one player from. A team, so you would have to play one bangle uh-huh. to make like a legal lineup. Who would that be? Um, because obviously, like price is coming to play, but if there's any bangle you can see being like reasonable, who would it be? Would you be like Drew Sample? Um, I would probably take a gamble on one of the very talented receivers for mm-hmm. Cincinnati and just hope it ends up being them. Yeah, like I'm taking a look at the, like the corners and stuff to see if they're doing on them. But yeah, I think they're both going to be. It. Joe Hayden's supposed to be back, so okay. Yeah, James Connor, um, like he he hadn't practiced until Friday. He limited practice Friday, so I, another reason not to like go to the run game here. Yeah, Ugh. gross game. We've got a few pretty solid ones this week. But... Yeah, we've got a few. The thing is, you know, we're at the later point in the yeah. season where we know most of the teams by now, and you've got some just the ones that aren't playing for anything and the ones that are playing for a spot. It's just a gross mismatch. Yeah, I'm counting up the number of uh, touchdown or more favorites uh, this week. Five? Six. We're up to six now. Six. Yep, six touchdown or more favorites this week. You got is so what Pittsburgh? Yeah, so uh, I'll start. So Green Bay for Carolina, uh-huh. and then Indy's at seven and a half. Uh, Tennessee's at nine and a half. The Rams are seventeen. Okay. The uh, Ravens are thirteen, and the Steelers are fourteen and a half. A <whistles> lot of big spreads. 
the, honestly uh, wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh's offense looked like shit and they didn't win by a whole lot, uh, but I there's no way I can pick Cincy. Not me either. The uh, the closest spread is uh, Miami at, or Miami hosting New England at minus two, and the over under is only forty one and a half. Um, let's see the highest over under. It looks like it's Detroit and Tennessee. Yeah, at uh, fifty three. Mm. So, but New Orleans and Kansas Kansas City is a fifty two and a half with a three point spread for Kansas City. So that profiles is like Vegas predicts that to be the best game by a large margin. It looks like. Yeah, like, like most the watchable. Highest. Yeah, yeah, the highest total and the closest spread mm-hmm. for that. For sure. So there are a couple picks I'm unsure on, but I mean last week we went thirteen to three. I think we can I think we can rail in another good week here. Me too. I think I might end up picking Minnesota. Um because I wanna go into the Jags week thinking sure. they can beat the Bears. <laughs> and that'll that'll help if the Vikings beat them. Yeah, that and then the Miami game are probably like the Philly one's still top. I think I feel better about Arizona now, but the, the, the two there, the, the Miami game and the Minnesota game, those are the if two top Miami ones. doesn't have their wide receivers. I'm probably taking new England. Yeah. Like, it looks like I'm Parker's going to play. I'm going to put an asterisk next to it. Yeah. I, I've got, I've got the asterisk there for mine. It's subject to change for sure. <laughs> yeah. That is the one I'm not betting on for sure. <laughs> so tough one there, but, um, well, I'm looking forward to this week. Um, spend tomorrow watching football, and then next week we've got the Christmas game. We got some Saturday games, and then I mean, yeah, we're, we're in the fantasy semifinals this week, man. So I'm hoping to advance in at least one. I've got three there alive. Go. I just got to get one. I just got to get one past. So I've got one year, alive, and I'm looking pretty good. Nice, nice. Took a long time for my team to come together, but hey, I had uh, Acres and Dobbins on my team the whole year. Oh. And now you're and ready. <laughs> now they're finally doing stuff. I was getting by with Wayne Gallman and uh, who else did I? I had somebody else. Yeah, too. Wayne Gallman and carried me some. So Gaskin got me through there a few go. weeks in the beginning. Yeah, this year, like the, I think this year has been. I know as like as much of a shit show as it's been. I think this has been one of the more like skill based years, if you want to call it. Like the the people who have actually put in the time and have like tried to like make good waiver moves have been like it's paid off you've had to there's been so many injuries and yeah. so much covid related stuff that um, if you aren't paying attention to the waivers it's been a real yeah. you could have had show. an amazing draft but if you've not like waiver managed well you you didn't make it so Oof. <laughs> yeah draft draft <laughs> fab dollars have been at a, a premium this year i ran so out kind of early so and meanwhile the guy i'm playing against has basically not changed his team at all. Yeah, since there are draft. a couple of teams I've seen in some leagues where like no, like no injuries, like you just are fine. If you got he super lucky, has five acquisitions on the year. Wow, that's he, it. He just had a good draft, good injury luck, which that's been hard to come by. His injury which luck this year, fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, my team's been just so injured. Yeah, the fact that, I'm in the playoffs is just, like, amazing. The running back carousel this year has this <laughs> another level. Ugh. Like, last year, there were no good free agent running backs. This year, like, every week there's someone, so. Something, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a fucking wild year. But I'm looking forward to watching football this week and coming back uh, next week to lament on uh, how much the Falcons pissed me off. But in the meantime, uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back soon.